Good morning. Hello, and to those of you uh, online, welcome. Uh, so good to be back, and Hazelmere is such a beautiful place. I love it here, and uh, and it's been raining a lot. It's just, it's just uh, the Lord's making me feel at home because in in Northern Ireland, Coleraine, where I live, the last living for the last twenty two years, it rains a lot. <laughs> I, I was saying uh, last night that I think uh, I used to complain about the town uh, of Coleraine that it was the coldest town I've ever lived in, and the wettest. And they misspelt the name of the town. They should have called it Cold Rain. <clears throat> but uh, I realized I was cursing town. So greetings from sunny Cold Rain. Yes, there's sun there and there's rain here. <laughs> Brilliant. It's awesome. So I, I just absolutely love this subject. Part of, part of the, the ministry and calling that I have is to um, teach and equip the church how to pray for the sick. And does healing, uh, does healing, uh, is it available today? Absolutely. And I have the privilege of pioneering a ministry called uh, Healing on the Streets, where for the last 15 years, uh, I've been traveling around the world and um, helping uh, Christians walk into the authority that Jesus has delegated to us. And uh, and it may come to surprise to you today, to, for you to know to discover that healing is available. I don't know all of you here. Uh, I don't know what you believe, what you know about healing. But I've got to say this. I've discovered that healing comes as a surprise to so many people when they encounter Jesus. I mean, in the Bible, you read that Jesus and the disciples were healing sick wherever they went. And the result of them healing was the amazement of the people who were watching. I just love that. There is something that's absolutely priceless if you see the face of someone who's just encountered Jesus and have been, have been totally healed. So we had a delivery driver, um, Linda and I, my wife, uh, Linda, who, uh, we've been married for 31 years. We have three sons. One, one's married in California. We're expecting our first grandson. And um, in December, so we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to, we'll be able to fly over there and see them. But uh, Linda and I, we, we, uh, we live on a hill um, in, Col- in Coleraine. And uh, we had a delivery driver came to deliver some goods to us. And Linda answered the door and then came up to him and said, Mark, Michael, the delivery driver, is in trouble. We need to pray for him. Help. So I went outside and Michael, who's our delivery driver, was bent over double like this. Have you ever experienced back pain that is so bad that you can't move? I I have. So for those of you that have ever suffered back pain, uh, I really, and I mean bad, excruciating back pain, I sympathize with you. There was one time I had such bad back pain and and I was praying, believe me, I was praying. But if Linda, and I woke up with my back seizing, and if Linda had a mallet, a wooden mallet under a pillow, I would have asked her to knock me out. That's how bad it can be. So I went out, and Mike was was bent over double like this, and um, he said, I'm, I'm so sorry. He said, I'm, I'm in agony. My back went. Um, I was delivering, the, the previous customer I was delivering to was an elderly lady. My back had went as I was going into uh, the back of the van and I was doubled over in pain. I just, all I was able to do is push the doorbell and she came out and I said, I'm so sorry. 
I can't even climb into the van to get your goods. You'll, you'll have to climb in. So there's a, this elderly lady had to climb into the van to get her own goods out. He said to me, I'm sorry, you'll have to climb in to get it out. I have a van full of goods. I have hundreds of miles to drive. I, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. And we had this brand new um, bench, garden bench, outside the front door. And I said, so Mike was sit on the bench. Well, he was trying to sit on the bench. You know when you're in pain and he, he was struggling, so he sat on the bench. And he, he knew we were Christians, but I, bent, I knelt down beside him and I prayed my best prayer. And my best prayer was that his back would be totally healed. Anyway, I said to him, Michael, try your back out. So he gingerly was trying, he was afraid of the pain, so he tried to get up and suddenly, to his shock and amazement, his back was totally healed. He was so shocked, he stared at me, he stared at the bench, he stared at me, stared back at the bench, he looked back at me and he thought, it can't be him, he said, how much do you want for the bench? (laughs) He thought there was some magical property, he said, this bench, isn't it, it's this bench, well how much do you want, he would have given me anything for it, it was like, he was so totally amazed, and... And, of course, we were able to tell him that the reason why he was healed was not because of the bench, and yes, it certainly wasn't because of me, but it was everything to do with Jesus. I love, if you could have seen his face, and this is the priceless thing, when when Jesus comes and meets with us personally, the look on the faces of people when they're healed is priceless. And there was a moment that I was um, in, um, I, I want to show you a clip in a moment, when I was in Varanasi in India, and uh, this is part of a, a film called Holy Ghost. I recommend you watch it, it's a pretty good one. But there's a little clip I want you to see, because in it is, in, in a moment we're going to show, in a moment we're going to see this, That, and I want you to look on the face of, uh, just keep looking at the face of this Indian man that I was praying for, who was not expecting what was about to happen to him. And just look, and this kind of sums up that kind of thing that we see so many times when people encounter Jesus. Okay, please, please play the clip. Well, did you see the look on his face? That, that is the look of amazement when people encounter Jesus and discover they're actually healed. They're not, some people are not even expecting, uh, what was about to happen. But you see, this is available today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we, we read in the scriptures how Jesus went around. The Bible says he went around doing good and healing all that are under the power of the devil. You've got to know that Jesus, his very character and very name is one of healing. One of the names of of God is Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals. And and it's in his very character, his very nature. And when he created us, because we've been made in the image of God, he has put his healing nature in our bodies. Because, you know, when you're injured, when you're when you cut yourself, your body even seeks to heal. It, it 
the wounds seek to heal. So even there, there is the, the, the nature of God within us. And so, you know, one of the, the covenants of God, we can read in, in Psalm 103, verse 2 to 5. I'll read it out to you. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires of good things so that your youth is renewed like, like the eagle. So in the Old Testament, there was the understanding that, that God could could forgive all our sins and heal all our diseases and the and it's and all means all and today healing the healing that is available to us has been made through Jesus death on the cross and our faith to release or receive healing to release it if you're a believer then you have been given authority to pray for the sick and we're going to look at that quickly but also if you're here to receive healing then then that is anchored, your healing must be anchored, your faith must be anchored in the fact that 2,000 years ago, Jesus died not only for our sins, but every sickness and disease. And the prophet Isaiah, um, 750 years before Jesus walked the earth, and we don't have time to read the whole chapter, but if you have time, you know, when you get home, read the whole chapter of Isaiah 53. It is an amazing chapter, prophetic word, uh, about Jesus, the Messiah, who was to come. And this is 750 years before Jesus actually came to the earth and died on the cross for all our sins and for all our sickness. And this is what what he said. Surely, that word surely, by the way, means without doubt. That's why we anchor our faith in, in uh, what he did. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. And then the, short, the word surely means without doubt. So we anchor our faith. That, that prophecy refers to Jesus who was going to to go to the cross, die on the cross, not only for our sins, but for every sickness and disease. And the book of Matthew uh, is an amazing book. I love chapter 8 and, and chapter 9 because it's a whole kind of list of, of, of accounts of Jesus healing the sick as he comes down from the mountain and um, and he sees a leper who falls at the feet of Jesus and says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He's begging Jesus. And he knows that Jesus has power to heal, doesn't know if um, he's willing to heal. And you need to know that God is willing to to heal you. It is his will. God loves to heal. God is love. And um, that is his very nature. And of course, Jesus, filled of compassion, because whenever Jesus ministers, he's always full of compassion. Uh, filled of compassion, he reaches out his hand, he says, I am willing. And the man is instantly healed of his leprosy. And then there was the centurion, uh, whose servant was, uh, was at home, paralyzed and in great suffering. And Jesus ministered healing from a distance. So even though, and for those of you, for those of you who are viewing right now online, even though you're not here in this room, the Lord can heal you in your room from a distance. It's no, no, uh, 
it's not a big thing for the Lord. He can do that. He can reach out to you and his presence can touch you in your home, in your room, and he can heal you. And I'm going to pray uh, later on for you, for those of you who uh, are online and can't be here, as we pray for those also in in this room and in this, this space. So, Jesus, we ha- we have to put our faith in what he accomplished on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for our sin, for us, for every sickness, every disease. Any condition the doctors uh, have put a label to, Jesus dealt with it. And on the third day, God raised Jesus back to life. And because of his death and his resurrection and then his ascension into heaven, where the Father lifted the Lord up and placed Jesus at the right hand, at his right hand and placed everything, all sin and sickness and death, powers and principalities under his feet. He now makes that available to, to everyone. See, Jesus went around ministering healing to the sick, but the problem was he was demonstrating, um, the limitations of a, of a one man ministry. Because one man can't do it all. And we see when Jesus, uh, Jesus is ministering healing to uh, to everyone wherever he goes huge crowds used to follow and and eventually they were crushing him and he wasn't able to get to everybody and he would say I, I must go to other towns to preach the good news of the king that's why I've been sent and sometimes he ha- had to kind of sneak out of a town and uh, and uh, spend more time in lonely places because the crowds would prevent him from going to the other places that he needed to go to and then he would begin, and when he, he ministered publicly in full view of everybody to thousands of people, then he would, then he would take some people aside and heal them privately and, and then tell, uh, tell them, don't tell anybody. Alright? And you know what they did? They would go out and tell everybody. So it just made the situation worse. Every time that Jesus said, if you read in the book of Mark, okay, now, now don't tell anybody. They just went out and told people. He told two blind people, two blind men he just healed. And it says he was stern with them. I don't know how the Lord is stern with someone who's just two blind men he's just healed. And he's stern with them. Now, I'm, I can just imagine the Lord saying, now, now, I'm telling you, don't tell anybody. And they're saying, Lord, we won't, we promise we won't tell anybody. But what did they do? They went out and told everybody. And the, and the book of Mark says, and the more that Jesus told people not to say anything, the more the more they went out and told people everywhere. And as a result, he couldn't move about freely. So Jesus is here. He's looking at this vast crowd. And compassion fills his heart because they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. He's, what he's saying is, I can't do this myself. But he has a plan. And so he calls his 12 disciples to himself and he delegates his authority to them and he and he says to them go heal every disease and sickness in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 we read this Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness but Jesus didn't stop with the 12 so he sent them out but he gave 72 other disciples the same authority to heal in Luke 10 9 we read this heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. And he doesn't stop with the 72. Jesus commissions all believers. In Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, we read this. And Jesus came to them and said, 
All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So this commission is for the church. That's us. But what did he command, what did Jesus command the disciples to do? Matthew 10, 8, we read this. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely have received, freely give. So what, what are the qualifi- qualifications that we need to begin to start healing the sick? Because if you're, a, if you're a believer here, then the first, <laughs> the first qualification is that you're following Jesus. Now hands up, if you, if you're a follower of Jesus, put you, please put your hands up. Okay? Right, that's the first qualification. The second qualification is that you have a beating pulse. Can you just check that your pulse is beating? If the person next to you hasn't moved, can you just check that their pulse, their pulse is, <laughs> is their pulse, is anyone, everyone's pulse is beating? Because if you follow Jesus and you have a beating pulse, you're qualified. Do you know that Jesus has delegated his authority to you? He says, go heal the sick. Do you know that you are a carrier of divine presence, that the Holy Spirit of God lives within you? Do you know that you're a citizen of God's kingdom? That heaven's your home, God's your father? Do you realize that you're an heir of God and a courier of Christ? That he's made you his ambassador, his representative on earth? And, he's, and he gives you the keys to the kingdom, he delegates his authority to you? It says, whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I will loose in heaven. So that means whenever you speak to the disease, when you speak to sickness, and, and it's within his will, the Lord is backing it up from heaven. And that you know that you're a royal priesthood, a carrier of divine presence, that the Holy Spirit of God dwells within you. You carry uh, the, the very presence of God. This alabaster jar is filled with an incredible fragrance that through us to spread everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Because healing is part on and parcel of the gospel because it points. Every time we see a glimpse of healing, the healing that Jesus makes available, it points to heaven. It points to something that is coming. For every believer, for everyone who puts their trust and their hope in Jesus, the promise is healing points to something greater. It points to heaven. In heaven, there is no sickness. There is no disease. There's no pain. There's no suffering. There's no darkness because God is light. Can you imagine? No shadows in heaven. We won't have a body that that will, you know, when you get out of bed, and for those, particularly those of you who are slightly older, you know, you know, when you get out of bed and you get the aches and pains, that's, that's a thing of the past. Never again will there be any pain in your body. But you, you're going to spend, a, you'll have a, a heavenly body, you'll spend the whole of eternity with God in heaven. And you need the whole of eternity to explore God's love and just explore the beauty of what, of, of, of relationship and what he's, um, what he's made available. So here's the thing, you know, I travel around the world and I um, have the, op- the privilege and opportunity of teaching uh, many, many churches and equipping them. One of the models is healing on the streets. It's one of the ways that we can uh, minister healing to those outside of this building. And uh, I remember coming back to Coleraine, and we have a healing on the streets team there that we've been running for 15, 15 years. And uh, I, I went to visit them uh, to see how they were doing. 
And as I, as I visited them, I saw all the chairs were filled and there were people queuing to go to the chairs. I thought, this is really good. And then some of the team saw me and they beckoned me over. And as I, as I went over to them, they were standing with a family. <clears throat> and then they said, Mark, you've got to hear this story. And then the, the uh, mother began to, to say to me, oh, that's my, that's my father sitting in a chair. But I've got to tell you a story. I came here uh, bringing my son, Jordan, young son, Jordan, because we read about the boy, Joshua, who was healed here and was in the the Belfast Telegraph and the Irish Times. And he said, he has, my son has a condition where, uh, a rare bone condition where the bones uh, grow at different rates. And what happened was his ribs on the left-hand side uh, snapped and from his sternum. And he was taken to hospital. He needed an operation. And what they did is they put a mesh to his sternum and stitched the ribs to the mesh. And they said it was quite a dangerous thing because uh, the ribs could have punctured his heart. But anyway, we, we, I brought my son and two men prayed for him. They knelt down on either side and one put the hand on top of his head. And as, um, as they prayed, he, my son said he felt a, a tingling, a trembling from the top of his head to just below his sternum. And then the other man prayed and he felt the same thing happened. And then um, he just felt amazing after that. And he knew, my son knows how serious it is. And the doctor told me that if there was any change to his breathing, they must come to the hospital. So suddenly there was a change to his breathing. And my, and my son was a bit anxious about that. So I had to take him to the hospital. They x-rayed him. And I was in the room as the doctor put the, uh, the x-ray on the screen. And the doctor went whoa, and stepped back, and I and I jumped to my feet, and I was really afraid. I said, what, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he said, what I am, what I am uh, seeing, I should, he said, what, what I'm looking at, I should not be seeing. He said, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at a, a normal chest. He said, where is the mesh? Where, where are the stitches? There's no sign of any operation to this boy. Now, you hear a story like that, and you think, well, that's great, Mark. That's one of those stories, you know, where, you know, but there's nothing better than hearing it from the person who shared it with me. So I'm going to l- let you see her own personal testimony. But 
Amen. Now, um, I know we're going to go over a little bit of time, but I, I just love to pray. And I would love to pray uh, first before, you know, we're going we're gonna to pray for everyone who needs healing here in this room, in this space. But uh, if, if we're still online, I hope we are still online. We are still online, great. Uh, I really want to pray for those of you uh, who are watching and who are in need of a miracle right now. And I want you to know that that Jesus is alive today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loves you. Uh, God loves you with all of his heart. Your life is precious to him. And he cares for you. <clears throat> Jesus was teaching, he says this, when you stand to pray, believe that you've received and it will be yours. So wherever you are now, and these particularly for those of you who are watching online, and we're going to minister here just after this. But I just like you to stand wherever you are. If you're in need of healing, if you're in need of encountering God, would you would you just please stand wherever you are? And I'm just going to pray for you and believe as I pray that you're going to receive all that Jesus made available on the cross. So, Father, I thank you for everyone who's standing right now, for those of you, for those who are able to stand, and those who aren't able to stand. Lord, I lift them up to you. You see them right now. And you love them so much, God. I pray you would give them the deepest revelation of your love for them in their innermost being. I pray you would surround them with your loving arms. I pray that the presence of the Holy Spirit would come, that uh, the, the kingdom of God would begin to rest upon them, Lord. Now, as you come and meet with them, God, meet with them in such a beautiful way. May they experience right now your presence. Lord, I pray that the warm oil of heaven begin to flow. They'll begin to sense something happening in their body. And I take authority now in the name of Jesus over every sickness, every disease, every disability, strokes. People that have had strokes, I pray right now, reversal of the damage of those strokes. I command the bodies begin to function, arms and legs, that that, that people with... Uh, Neurological conditions are completely healed, that all the signals from the brain right the way down to the fingers and the feet begin to function. Uh, those that have cancer, I command, cancer to shrivel and die. Uh, every disease to go in the name of Jesus. I speak to those that are suffering with COVID-19 right now. We rebuke those viruses. We rebuke those diseases. We command it to go. We speak life and health and strength in the mighty name of Jesus. And uh, God, would you come? Would you? Would would they see evidence now? Begin to see evidence, and the healing can come instantly, gradually, or as you go. All right. So just begin to rest in the prayers that are being released now. Well, I'm letting this prayer soar to God, and I'm believing that there's going to be change in your condition. If it hasn't already happened instantly, then it will gradually, then I'm believing that something will, will happen. So hold on, hold on to this prayer, and please come and let us know here at, at uh, Hazelmere, three counties, there's three counties. Please let us know in some way, uh, let us know how you're doing. We'd love to continue to pray for you. And here's another thing, one more thing before you go. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know that heaven's your home, because any any sign of healing, any form of healing is pointing to Jesus. 
And for those of you in this room as well, if, the, if there's anyone here as well who doesn't know Jesus, then I'd like to give you that invitation to say yes to him, to open your heart up to him, to follow him. And if that's you, if today you want to begin a new or a fresh relationship with God, with Jesus as Lord, as number one in your life, with him who is the captain of your ship and he's steering uh, your life and you're following him, then please pray this after me. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I turn from the things that have kept me away from God and I now turn to you. I open the door of my heart to you. I invite you to come into my life. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. And I receive your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. Help me to live the life you want me to live through the power of your Holy Spirit. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you've prayed that prayer, and anyone in this room, if you've prayed that prayer, would you please let us know? We'd love to know and help you in your in your new journey in relationship with God. In some way, we'd like to help you. So, thank you so much. And for for those of you here in this room, um, if if you're in need of healing as well, we've made available some seats here, and we'd just love you if you if you just like to to come. Those of you. Uh, who need healing, and while while we're praying for uh, for these folk here, if you have a family member or a loved one who can't be here and they're sick, and you really wish they could be here, and maybe they weren't watching online, you know we can pray for them in proxy. And what I mean by that is, is that you're standing in their place while we lift them up to God and we'll pray a prayer that the Lord will reach out and touch them, whatever it is they need. So if you can think, I, I, have, I have so many amazing stories of God doing this. So if you, um, the distance is no object. So if you have a family member or a friend, they're not here but you know they need help, they need healing, they need a breakthrough from the Lord, and you would love to stand in proxy for them. And could you just please stand where you are? And, and I will pray a, prayer, a general prayer. As you are lifted, and when I pray, just lift up those people in your heart and your mind, and you're lifting them up to Jesus. So Heavenly Father, you see everyone who's standing and they're standing, they're standing in proxy. They're standing in place of someone, Lord, who's in their hearts and who's in their minds. And it's because they, they, these are friends, close friends. These are close family members. These are loved ones. These, these are people who they know are desperately in need of help and hope where they feel hopeless, where they feel in despair, where they're, where they're locked in darkness where they can't see light. And fathers, I lift uh, the, these people and the, the ones who are standing, the ones who they're representing right now, we ask you to come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy mm, Spirit. Yeah. 
Let your presence to all the people they represent, let your presence begin to rest upon them. Let your kingdom come upon them, Lord. You know exactly what it is they need. Release your holy angels to them, Lord. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority over every sickness, over every disease, over every... um, Every stronghold in their life, every controlling substance, every, anything that's controlling their life, whether it's anxiety or phobias or fears, we break those things. We break the things over their life mm. that's causing them to remain in pain. We break the things in their life that's causing them to remain in bondage, in fear, in darkness. We break it. And we, and we release the light of the Lord Jesus into their life. Mm. Come Holy Spirit. We declare freedom. We say yeah. be free in Jesus name. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Those ones that need healing, be healed in the name of Jesus. Those yeah. ones that need to be free, be free in the name of Jesus. Mm. Because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I want to tell you that, 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 uh, distance is no, is no object. We prayed for a, we prayed for, um, a girl who was in a coma on the other side of the world. And when we prayed, at the time we prayed, that girl came out of the coma. We've seen people who have been in comas where their, their heart has stopped beating. They were told they would not, when they came out of the coma, they would not survive. And I'm thinking of a famous football player. We don't have time to share the story. But we prayed publicly in, like in a setting like this. And that man was completely healed. Mm. In fact, I'll let you know his name because it's public anyway. Fabrice Moamba, if you want to know the name of the person. We prayed for a a member of the family came to to a meeting and publicly prayed for for Fabrice Moamba who was in a coma. He came out of that coma and he was 100% well. 100% well. God is able to do it. So we release your presence, Lord. Release your power, God. There is power to heal. It's your love, Lord. It points to heaven. It points to the reality of heaven, of another kingdom that awaits us. So, Father, thank you so much. Mm, thank, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. Amen.